welcome to Redefining Balance for Working Moms podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Uh, Yes, even for you. You might just have to redefine what it looks like for yourself. I'm your host, fellow working mom and founder of Your Life Rocks, Jenny Stemmerman. Each week, I'll bring you practical, real-life tips to help you focus on the things that matter most in life and be the best version of yourself in every area that God has called you to. Ready to redefine what balance looks like for you and your life? Let's go. Hey there, I'm so excited that you're here to hang out with me today for another episode of Redefining Balance for Working Moms podcast. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, your host, and we are in the middle of a special series leading up to Christmas called Walking with Jesus. Now, typically on the show, we have different guest experts come on, or I'm just talking to you about time management or how to help you grow in any one of eight different areas of life that we really talk about here. Because as a working mom, there's usually about eight different things that we're trying to balance between our faith and our marriage and parenting, our career, our health, our home, our finances, and having some really good friendships in there and maybe a little bit of fun along the way. But this series is really to help us kind of clear all of the noise and help us stay focused on the reason for the season, which is, of course, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And as we've been in this series and listening to other working moms and just their testimony of their walk with God, it has really helped me spark some extra hope and really deepen my faith in the Lord, and especially in the testimony that we're going to be hearing from today. Today, I am joined by Emily Well, and Emily is someone who I have gotten to know a little bit online because she's also a member of our Life Balance. She's been in our community. I've been praying for her all year long as she has been in a new season of her life. But what I love most about Emily's testimony is that you're really going to hear God's faithfulness when she thought that it was an unanswered prayer. And over five years later, God was faithful and answered the prayer that she was praying for a long time ago. And through that answered prayer brought so much more than Emily could ever even imagine. And there was just so much goodness that God had in store for her that she really couldn't see when she was in the midst of it. She really just had to trust in God and what he was doing, which is not always easy, especially for us that really want to be the planners and more of the A-type personality. And if you can ever relate to that, if you are also someone who struggles with giving up control, or maybe you've just prayed a prayer that you felt like God has never answered, I know that this is going to be really encouraging for you. So let's get started with my conversation with Emily Will. Emily, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you on after having you in the community for so long and in the membership and getting to know you online. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thanks so much, Jenny. I'm excited to be here today. Just to get a little bit more about myself, my name is Emily Will. I'm a true Jesus girl. I've been a wife to my husband, Seth, for 11 years. We have three awesome kids. Jason is nine, Shane is six, and Aubrey is three. My other hat that I wear is as an orthopedic nurse and now as an orthopedic nurse manager. That is awesome. That's a full plate with three kids. It, it definitely is. Work keeps me very busy. And, and the three kids, it doesn't stop when I get home from work. <laughs> no, no. And I know you also do ministry work too, don't you? Don't you lead like a, a small group with your church? I do. So I recently started Ladies Night for more of our working moms in our church. There are several of us that work outside of the home and work full time or have businesses that keep us away during the day for our traditional 
mom's group at church. And so I really felt the Lord calling me to step out in faith and trust that he would bless ladies night. And he has blessed it overwhelmingly. It's been such a positive addition to our church ministry. And in addition to that, I also help with the church decor team. So we're coming into the holiday season and planning our next bit of decor for our church. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been great. God is so good. So now when did you start your faith journey? Did you grow up in the church? And when did you become a Christian? I grew up in the Lutheran church from the time I was little. So I was baptized as a Lutheran in the Lutheran church and went through, you know, catechism with Luther small catechism and confirmation as part of the when you're in middle school in the Lutheran church. But when I really became a Christian actually happened at our church summer camp in fifth grade. I went to summer camp for the first time and it was there that I really truly grasped what the gospel meant to me. And it was a simple skit of our cabin being in a car accident and all of us dying and getting to heaven. And it was there that I realized that it wasn't good works and it wasn't being faithful and it wasn't being, there was nothing that I could do to change my sinful nature except to accept Christ as my savior. And so it's amazing to me how a little bit of a skit on the last night of church camp could really change the directory of of my life. So I always remained very active in our church growing up, and it was a part of our family. And then I got to college, and I went to Marquette University, so a Catholic institution, and felt like I was the odd man out. But God was faithful even in that season and placed some amazing friends that really were evangelical Christians into my life. And definitely at times where I needed those strong Christian friends. As a sophomore in college, I had shoulder surgery and I was a track athlete in college. And so it was a pretty major surgery at the beginning of our sophomore season. And then shortly after that, I had emergency surgery. So I had two surgeries within about a four week period at the beginning of one of the worst semesters as a nursing student. Wow. And, but he brought me these faithful friends. One of them I had met only a few days before my emergency surgery. And she was the first person that showed up in my hospital room to pray with me and just be that support through that. And as she walked with that stressful journey with me, we became very close friends. I became active in her church community in Milwaukee and then eventually kind of branched out and ended up going to one of our more mega churches in the city And they're really, truly connected with what a personal walk with Jesus looked like. And then God was faithful and brought a wonderful Christian man into my life whose parents were pastors for nearly 40 years. And now we have a wonderful church family um, where he's a deacon and our kids are involved. And I'm obviously involved in the church as well. I just love God's faithfulness over the whole span. You know, sometimes you hear about people who meet Jesus and it's just like this like a snap of a finger, like in an instant. But for you, it's like you were never apart from him. I mean, obviously we're never apart from him, but you know, you, you were always kind of walking with him, but it was like a, a slow closeness, but he was always there and faithful in every season that you went through. Absolutely. It really has been this journey. And I think so often as Christians, we 
tend to cling to those stories where it's that wow moment and that wow testimony. But for so many of us, it's really, it's our walk with Jesus and deepening that walk in our Mm -hmm. own individual way that makes our own testimony. And that's what makes it a relationship. You know, when we think about when we first met our husbands, it wasn't like we know them as intimately as we do now after, you know, so many years of marriage. It takes time and a, a relationship and fostering that in order to grow in that deepness. And it's the same thing with Jesus. It absolutely is. And, you know, I think through the trials, through the struggles in my life, the one thing that has remained constant is, is Jesus. And even when the chaos is swirling around, even when the, the obstacles seem too great, he's always carried me through those seasons and those times. Mm, amen. Amen. And I know this last year has been kind of a year of transition in a couple different ways. So talk to us a little bit about what this last year, like 2019, and, and really what's that been like for you and walking with Jesus in this season? Yeah. So I think it actually starts in 2018. They both kind of blend together, but it tells the story of God's faithfulness. So in 2018, I had listened to a few podcasters and really felt the Lord encouraging me to select a word for the year. And that word was roots. And when I selected it, I thought God was calling my husband and I to put down roots and be content where we were and and all of this. And in a matter of like four weeks, he transformed what that meant. And it actually meant putting down roots somewhere new. So we sold our house and then had the task of finding a new house. And we had some pretty specific requests in that spot. Um, We made plans for my mom to move in with us. And so we needed an in-law suite. And we had looked at a few houses and had put in an offer on one and we're one of 12 offers. And so it was just a really crazy time in the real estate market. On a Friday night, we looked at a final house that was in our old school district. And we thought, okay, yeah, maybe this will work. And we went and it was awesome. Like to the point where I was questioning if we had made a huge mistake in selling our current house. Mm. So we left that night and my mom ended up taking our kids back to her apartment for a night. And my husband and I just prayed and we were on the real estate app searching for houses. And he said, Hey, have you checked out, out a little ways? I said, no, I haven't. You know, I did two weeks ago. Nothing was out there. So he said, well, let's look now. I think we should look there. And so we plugged in the city where we live now and up came this house that checked off every single box on our list. And it was in that moment that we were like, okay, God, you're telling us this is our house. We called our realtor. It was probably 9.30 at night and said, we need to see this house tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. She's like, okay, I'll get it. We'll get it and we'll go. And the Lord was truly faithful. He walked us through. We had a house sale contingency. The buyers were still, or the sellers were still showing the house. So there was all this stress and Our church rallied around us, prayed with us, wrote letters for us, and they removed the house from the market and went through with the sale to us. That's awesome. It it really, truly was just an amazing thing to the small detail that when we moved in, our neighbor's son was outside throwing discus, which was one of my events in college. Mm. And I just couldn't help but smile and know that God had called us here. Yeah, it's like a little God wink. Yep, it was a little God wink, absolutely. And 
So part of this whole plan in 2018 had been that I was feeling like God was calling me away from orthopedics and into labor and delivery and maybe even to grad school as a nurse midwife. And so in the fall of 2018, I left my job as a clinic manager where I had been very successful and had a lot of respect and but had a lot of stress as well. And so I stepped out in faith and changed directions completely. And through November, I felt like, oh, yep, God, I made the right choice. And then December hit and I had to switch to third shift. And that switch to third shift brought up a whole bunch of stuff that I hadn't been dealing with. Depression, anxiety, and just a very uncertain feeling. Mm. And as I approached 2019, I felt God saying to me, my word for you this year is trust. You need to trust me in this situation, which as a type A planner was the most (laughs) terrifying word he could have Uh given me. I totally feel that so much. Yes, absolutely. I just prayed and I was like, Lord, you can't be serious. Like, I have to trust you in this. How is this going to work out? And so... As January wore on, my anxiety was way worse. I ended up going on some medication for the anxiety and for the depression. I was praying a ton, but I was not myself. And I knew that the Lord was calling me away from labor and delivery. And so I had reached out to one of my previous colleagues and said, hey, I think I made a huge mistake. I don't think I should have left, but I don't really feel like I want to go back to that clinic and She was like, well, you know, the other orthopedic clinic manager, she's not there anymore. So her position is open and they also need a foot and ankle nurse on the main campus. And so I said, okay, I'll reach out to the hiring manager for both of those positions. And so he and I chatted as it would turn out five years ago, I had applied for the clinic manager job at that same clinic and hadn't gotten it. And it had been a very traumatic event for me because I felt like God hadn't answered my prayer. Mm. And so flash forward, now we're in January of 2019. I know I need to leave labor and delivery. And at that point, I was in a state where I felt like I just need to do something that I know I can be successful at. So as much as it pained me, I took the foot and ankle job, knowing that I could walk in day one and not have to do any training, and that I could just walk in, be successful. I knew the providers that I was going to work for because they had been residents at the clinic before. And so there was just this sort of safety about the position. Right. It felt easy. It felt easy. Yeah. Even though it was sort of humbling myself and going back, in some Mm -hmm. ways, going back home. Right. So as I took the position, there was a new manager that was starting and he started about 10 days after I I started. And on day four of his employment or as the manager, he resigned. And my boss, his boss, my boss called me into the office and said, Seth resigned. I need you to be our interim manager. And would you consider this as your full-time job? This is the job that you need and that you are meant to do. Well, there goes the safety. Yeah. And I was like, oh, are are you sure about this? And I interviewed with the chairman of the department who I used to work for as his nurse way back in the day. So he knows me very well. And in this five years, I had kind of floated around to a few different jobs since God had said no originally. And so when I met with 
the chairman, he said, I need to know that you're committed to this job and that you're not going to leave. And I said, absolutely. And he said, all right, show me what you can do. You need to prove to me that this is the job for you. So talk about walking into a super stressful situation, right? Like I have the the stress that I need to perform. I'm still sort of Manny in the foot and ankle team. But all around me are these people who love and supported me. And so I have 18 physicians who have known, 17 of them have known me since I was a young nurse and love and trust me. And they have allowed me to flourish in a way that I could only have imagined. Now, how so, were you at this time? Were you still dealing with like the depression and the anxiety and just still feeling not like yourself? Or had that kind of resolved itself at this point? It's very interesting. So as soon as I started on the meds and I knew that I was transitioning out of labor and delivery, my last night as a labor and delivery nurse, I had a panic attack, like blood pressures up into the like 180s over 90s, just a horrible situation. And so as soon as I knew that I wasn't going back to labor and delivery, it was like this load of stress had been taken off, but it also had given me some time to be completely honest with my husband and my family and my friends about how I had really been doing over the last Mm. five years, probably, if I'm truly honest. And so I had been dealing with all of that sort of old baggage. And so I, when I started the new job, I had started with a pretty clear mind. And then when the promotion came, I really had felt like just this overwhelming sense of peace that this was God answering his prayer. Five years ago. From five years ago. And I can see now that five years ago, I wasn't ready for this job. Five years ago, I wouldn't have been as successful as I am today. What I think is so amazing about you sharing this, this story is it's like, it's that trust, right? That word that God gave you and it's that waiting and, and knowing that, that God is going to come through, even if you don't think that he is. And it's like the Lazarus story, you know, where it's like that after the last minute that we think that that possibility of something happening, I mean, whether it's the house after you guys were like, what are we doing? Did we even make the right decision? And then there's the perfect house. And Mm -hmm. then praying for the job, not getting it, kind of having a traumatic experience with that. Did that shake your trust in God when he didn't answer the prayer? Absolutely. It, It shook my trust. It shook me not knowing do I stay at this position? Do I leave? What do I do? And it just sent me sort of on this journey over five years where I tried a whole bunch of different things, knowing in the back of my mind that I would be awesome at the job I have now. Mm. And it was almost like God had to just do that so that I could be fully equipped for my job now. That's just incredible. That's just incredible, his faithfulness over that time and to take you through that journey of growth and of healing and to bring you to the place where you were ready for that role and answering answering the prayer well mm-hmm. beyond when you thought that it should have been answered probably in your own mind. Absolutely. And then as 2019 has gone on, there's been yet another moment of trust. So over the last three years, I had put on probably close to 50 pounds just with stress and unhealthy eating. And I'm not even really sure how I got there, but I had. And so flash forward to August and I see my endocrinologist and my fasting glucose is elevated. My blood pressure is up. 
my weight is at an all-time high. And it was sort of that wake-up call. But I thought the wake-up call was going to come in the form of weight loss medication. But God had a different plan. So in August, I think Lindsay Young is one of your followers as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And she had posted a five-day health challenge. And so I signed up knowing that I was waiting for approval for these weight loss drugs. So I signed up and it was amazing. I was able to sort of identify why I was where I was at and why I wanted to change as well as getting back to my athletic side of myself that I had kind of just shut away. And then also starting to deal with what I was eating, what I was drinking, and what I wasn't eating that I should have been eating. And so around that same time, I got word that I wasn't that my insurance would approve the weight loss drugs, but only for three months and they were going to be $600 a month. Oh my goodness. And I said, okay, no, this is not, Lord, like that's not something that we're prepared to do. And it's only three months. So what happens if it doesn't work? And and so I signed up for Lindsay's 12-week program knowing that I had had pretty good success in the first five days. And trusting that God was gonna help me through this and that trusting that God wanted health for me and not where I was back in August. And so I've been blown away by the weight loss and the health that has come since August, even amongst probably the most stressful situations at work, where I normally probably would have turned to food to cope. I'm turning towards exercise and I'm turning towards healthy foods and I'm sticking to my plan and have just seen God bless my work in taking care of myself and in my health so much. That's incredible. And I love that you said that God wanted health for you. And I think that, you know, that's the thing that I think sometimes we, when we're caught in the struggle that we can't always see is that God wants good for us. He wants us to have good health. He wants us to have a good relationship with people. He wants us to have a good job where we feel like we're contributing. And I think sometimes we forget and we lose sight of that, that God will help us through those things because that's what he wants for us. Absolutely. And I think for me, it was really coming to that realization that I couldn't do it on my own and that the only way that I was going to be successful was by handing it over to God and allowing him to help strengthen me. And in really taking to heart that I could do all things through Christ who gives me strengths and really focusing on that. That's incredible. What a journey that he has had you on of transformation, of healing, of really putting down roots into something that not just, you know, where you're living, but with what you're doing and now being able to bless other people in your church and in your community, I think is such a remarkable testimony of of his faithfulness and the way that he is using you by you trusting in him. Absolutely. You know, and I think of the song, like there's nothing sweeter than the trust in trust in him. And over this last two years, I've seen that more and more and more as I sort of mature and step into that next phase of life and into being a mom of older kids and not in the baby trenches anymore. Mm-hmm. 
and having felt a little bit sad to be leaving that stage behind, but now fully embracing the stage that God has me in and how sweet it is to be able to come alongside other women, well, whether it's at work with new moms or whether it's at church with the newer moms or the moms that are struggling or, you know, friends that are experiencing pregnancy and infant loss, employees that are facing pregnancy loss, friends that are walking through health struggles with their children to come alongside and show them the peace that comes from trusting in Jesus has just been incredible. Mm, So beautiful. So beautiful. And I love that you're embracing the journey that he continues to have you on because you've been through quite the journey, but the journey is not over yet. And I just love that your trust and your faithfulness in him has just been so strong so that you can be that testimony for other people. And I just thank you so much for being vulnerable to share your story, Emily, because I know it's not always easy (laughs) to get on a podcast and share with the world what God is doing. But I know that he's going to use your story for people who are you know, feeling like that maybe God hasn't answered their prayer or that they're still in that waiting period and feeling that God is telling them to trust, but they are having a hard time with trusting. And I think that your testimony of what God has done through your faithfulness is amazing. Thank you so much, Jenny. And I don't think it's any coincidence that I found your podcast in this community and the membership last December and clung to some of those episodes where you talked about finding balance for yourself. And in the past, I think I had looked at work-life balance as this this destination and have really come to realize that it really is a journey and that sometimes it looks different than mm-hmm. than what that ideal like work gets left at work and when you're at home and it's family <laughs> and yeah. And it's so much more than that. And yeah. and so your podcast was definitely part of that healing that happened in January and February of 2019 and guest speakers you had on and and just going through some of the different Bible studies and and things that you had really helped me to to trust God and and let him into those the seven pillars of life. Oh, so beautiful. Well, thank you. Thank you for for being a part of our community and for sharing so vulnerably. Now, before we let you go, I have three questions for you because it is a Christmas okay. season. And I have, I love Christmas and I've always loved to hear what other people are doing around Christmas time. So with your three kids, how do you guys keep Jesus kind of the focus of the holiday season? So we tend not to make a big deal about Santa. Santa in our house doesn't bring the big gifts. Santa isn't who you ask for the toys that you really want. And my kids, it's not that they, we haven't like ruined Santa for them, but we just haven't made Santa a focus at our house. And we really, truly celebrate what, who Jesus is and what that gift of Jesus coming in a manger and what that, that gift from God means in the form of Jesus. And so we celebrate Jesus's birthday on Christmas. So we always have a cake, um, either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. And we sing happy birthday to Jesus. And we celebrate truly the gift that Jesus is to us on his birthday. I love kind of taking the presence of Christmas and making it the gift of Jesus and, and really putting the focus on that as really the best gift that you could possibly get. 
is the salvation that comes through trusting and believing and following in Jesus. And I think that that's incredible that you're teaching that to your kids. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. Now I'm a huge sucker for Christmas music. So what's your favorite Christmas song? I feel like it's a tie between either Silent Night or Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. And I know you can't get more different than that, (laughs) but I just, I love both of them. And they both just say Christmas. They totally do. Whenever I think of Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, I think of the scene from Home Alone where he's like faking the hot Christmas party in the house. Yeah, yeah. It's like a total... Yeah, absolutely. And last Christmas, we introduced our kids to Home Alone. And so we watched it probably 20 times in the month of December. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a great Christmas movie, especially for kids. It is. fun. Yeah, it is. It's really great. Now, being a busy working mom, Christmas brings on a lot of extra responsibilities and things to do. So how do you keep it simple? What tip do you have to share with all of us on how you can help keep the Christmas season a little bit more simple and easy? Yeah, absolutely. So with the gifts for the kids, we have switched from, it used to be we would just buy what they wanted and they always ended up with way too much. And so two years ago, we switched to three gifts for Christmas. So they get something that they want, something that they need, and then either something to read or a game to play. I love that. And and then we also have the siblings buy one toy for each other. So they each pick a different sibling to get, buy a gift for. Oh, that's nice. So with the three of them, they just do one gift. For yep. one of, mm-hmm. yeah, for one of them. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. And it's a way that they get to kind of pick out something for their sibling that is special. And sometimes I'll make sure that if two of them aren't getting along, that they have to buy for each other. or One Smart of them mom. has to buy. Yes. Smart mom, smart mom. I have my kids do the same thing where they buy each other a gift and we only do three gifts. And it's hard because sometimes then I'm like, well, we'll do three gifts and then the stockings and then the stockings get carried away. That's where I tend to to go overboard. I I tend to do like either a movie in the stocking for them, like a DVD, Mm -hmm. or sometimes I'll do fun, fast stuff in the stockings. I usually try and pick one kind of the theme for the stocking and, and go with it so that I don't do that. That's a great idea. I hear you. <laughs> That's a, yeah, it's so hard because when you're in the checkout line of every store, it's like, oh, this is only $2 and that's only $3. And then next thing you know, it's like a whole nother gift. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing those great tips with us and for sharing your testimony. God is using you in incredible ways. And we just ask that he continues to bless you as you work in your church and you go to your career every single day and that he just uses you as an influence to be a light to others so that they can know more of his peace and his joy through your works. Thank you so much, Emily. Thanks so much, Jenny. It was a pleasure to be on the show and and share a little bit about myself and my walk with Christ. God is so good. I hope that Emily's testimony and her story just encourages you to hold on to the hope that you have in Jesus. And whatever it is that you're praying for, just keep praying and trusting that God has got his hand on the entire situation and he will work it all out for your good. I really want to thank Emily for being so vulnerable and sharing her journey with all of us so that we could all learn and be inspired from what God is doing in her life and her walk with him. 
Now, you heard Emily talk about Lindsay Young and her amazing program. I highly encourage that you go to lindsayliveswell.com and learn more about all of the great things that she has to offer. And if, like Emily, you are looking for some extra help in creating more balance for yourself, putting together the systems, getting through a tough season, or just wanting something positive to focus on, I highly encourage that you get started with Life Balance Membership. You can learn more by going to lifebalancemembership.com. Inside the membership, you'll have access to courses, Bible studies, resources, a member-exclusive podcast, and so much more. You can access the resources inside our mobile app called Your Life Rocks or on our website at yourliferocks.com. We have a number of different ways that you can join from just paying monthly or by having a monthly subscription or by buying the entire year at once with a life balance planner to help you live out everything that you are learning inside the courses and inside the membership. Who knows, this might be just what you're looking for to help you to get to where you want to be by this time next year. Next week is our last episode in this series. I hope that you come back and join us for another amazing testimony of walking with Jesus. And after Christmas, we will be on a whole new season to help you start the new year on the right foot. Until then, keep building a life that rocks. Bye. Hey, just because the episode's over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Head on over to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at your.life.rocks. Or if you're more of a Facebook kind of girl, join our community of working Christian moms just like you. You can search Your Life Rocks over on Facebook and connect with us there. And if you're ready to truly create lasting balance and get results in your life, maybe it's time for you to join Life Balance Membership. Download the Your Life Rocks app in iTunes or in Google Play. You can upgrade to the membership right inside the app. And if you're looking for more resources to help you create more balance, head on over to yourliferocks.com.